Hi, everyone. Before you return to the episode, I just wanted to let you know that my book, A Modern Guide to Human Design, is now available. And this is the colorful, practical, grounded guide to human design I wish I'd had when I found the system. I take you through how to read your chart, either if you're a beginner and you're starting completely new, all the way to if you're someone who is well-versed in human design and just needs a really handy reference for those moments where you forget who you really are or how to best support your loved ones. We're covering type, authority, profile, energy centers, your variable. That's one part I'm really excited about because this is not typically in books and even some practical details on your gates and channels. You can find the book at most booksellers in person or online and I've included the link below to get more info. Okay, back to the episode. On this episode of New Paradigm Human, we're talking about some mindset shifts for the third line profile. everyone. So recently I read this book called The Psychology of Money. I thought it was really interesting. It had a lot of history and also a lot of observations about humans and human nature. And the thing that it really drove home to me was about the nature of the third line, the third line profile, the third line energy in the human design body graph. The third line is the material world, money, physicality, bodies, objects, material. And the main takeaway from this deep dive into money and the material world is directly tied to a really important lesson for the third line profile. So I wanted to talk about some of the challenges of the third line profile and also how to thrive with this profile. I myself am a 1-3 profile, so I have that third line in the unconscious. And a lot of us have the third line either in the conscious or the unconscious part of our profile. And I think it can be a misunderstood energy, especially by the people who have it. And so I wanted to reframe some of those beliefs that we might have about being a third line and take a look at the best strategies for us and also why they work. First, let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges of the third line profile. We have to keep reminding ourselves of these things because it's so easy to forget. Honestly, that is a big (laughs) challenge of the deconditioning process, which is that we might learn something about ourselves that really makes sense because it is our design, but it takes a few tries to get all of that to stick. Just because we learn it one time doesn't necessarily mean that we remember as we move forward. I have been doing this for five years and I still forget things. I've said this a lot lately, but while I was looking at profile again for something that I created for the glow up, which was a guide to subconscious reprogramming for the profile line. So the link to the glow up is in the description. You can check that out. That's my signature program for generators and MGs. But I was like, wow, I totally forgot about my third line profile for a while there. And that's just something that happens. It takes a while to not default back to the conditioning that we have or just things that we're hearing around us. I know for me lately, despite being a defined head in Ajna, I really had taken in a lot 
lot of stuff online and forgot about the way that I work. So we just have to keep reminding ourselves of what we know to be true about our energy and allow ourselves to integrate that and live it before it finally sinks in. And it might take a long time for that to happen. So one of the biggest challenges for third lines that I hear from other people and I also see in my life is that sometimes we feel like we're only finding out what doesn't work and we can feel really pessimistic. And this was the topic that really came up in this Psychology of Money book because his conclusion on investing, on growing your money, on the best ways to do that were a couple of things. But one of the main ones was that if you look at people who are successful investors or you look at someone's portfolio and the moves that they made over a lifetime of investing, what you find is not so much that they got it perfect every time. In fact, that was not true at all and they didn't even get it somewhat right or a little bit right every time in order to successfully grow their money, which really is just a version of putting your energy towards something. We can think of this in terms of just decisions we make, things that we decide to create or do. It's not just money. It's any kind of choice that you're making, which is that successful investors did not get it right most of the time. It, they only needed about 20% of their investments to be really solid to see massive growth. The other 80% could be losses or they could could be really bad investment decisions. And yet, because of that 20% that they got right, they still saw growth. So that was a big epiphany moment for me thinking about the third line. This is how the material world works. The third line is known for trial and error and chaos. And I think it can be easy to feel like that chaos is very personal or it's something that you are personally engaging in and that it's like a characteristic that you have, which you may feel positively or negatively about, but it's really not personal at all. It's just the way that the earth plane is. We're living in this world of probabilities and quite literally planting a lot of seeds and only needing a few to grow. That really just is the way that nature operates. The material world is always playing this game of, okay, I'm going to put 10 out here. And if three survive, then that is good enough. If I plant 20 seeds and five sprout, then this plant is going to keep surviving. Back when medicine wasn't as developed as it is now, you know, families were having 12 kids with the hope that maybe four or five survived into adulthood. So it's just the nature of living on earth that we make mistakes. Not everything we put out there is meant to mature, come to fruition, be the path. And I don't know about you, maybe this is my Virgo heavy astrology chart talking, but I think that even as a third line, when I know I'm going to make mistakes, there's still part of me that feels like not making the mistake or finding out what does work is kind of preferable. But what this book really drove home to me and reminded me, because it's something that I already knew, but I had kind of forgotten, is that third line's have to try to move forward. We have to put something out there. We have to make a choice. We have to make an investment. Ideally, that is in alignment with our inner authority. And that's what allows us to not get frustrated because each time we learn, we grow, we move forward. 
But I absolutely was feeling this with my work over the past few months where I think I was getting too sucked into the idea of like every post I do has to be really successful and everything I create has to make just as much money as the last thing. And I'm on this path to perfecting what I have out there, but I am not a six line. (laughs) I will never perfect anything. And for me, actually, more is better in that way. I shouldn't be so precious with what I put out in the world because eight of those might not work. But if two do, then that's all I really need. I don't need everything to be successful. I actually only need a percentage of it to be successful. And the rest of it is just more an exercise in expression and trying things. And you really can't necessarily predict. I think I really wanted to feel like, oh, I can predict what is going to work for me, what is worth putting my energy into. And realistically, we just cannot predict that. Even the most successful companies out there don't necessarily know like what music or movie or product is going to be the big hit because there's so many things that have an effect on that. It's just like timing of what's going on in the collective plus what there is a hole for right there and maybe there's no competition in the market at that moment. Maybe it's just something that people connect with on a deep level. These runaway successes or big successes are just things that we cannot always predict, especially as third lines, and we're not meant to predict them. Let's leave that to the sixth lines whose role is to sit back and observe a lot of this. Watch what everybody else is doing, see what's working, see what's not working, and share a perspective from there that is going to be as close as possible to perfection. Like that type of person may be able to predict something based on what they're seeing, but we just truly don't have that perspective as third lines. If you're someone with, you know, a 6-3 or a 3-6, you'll have that a little bit. So you'll kind of move between those two energies. But for the rest of us that don't, what's important is that we try, that we put it out there. That's what moves us forward. That's what brings us to success. So it's not a thing where we just have to be okay with failing all the time or having these mistakes or failure as our end point. It's actually not true at all. We will always get to that place of the result that we want. As long as we believe in it, we keep putting things forward, we keep trying, we keep making decisions in alignment with our inner authority. A certain percentage of what we do will land and will be what works. It's just that it's kind of a law of earth that most of it doesn't work and that's okay. We only need a little bit of it to work in order to be fully successful. So that was just such a nice thing to remember and also to have kind of statistically and mathematically backed up by someone who has spent a lot of time studying money and investments and how those things play out in the world. And that is inextricably linked to what the third line is here to do. So we just have to watch out for feeling too pessimistic when we find something that doesn't work because we are very resilient. That is something we have as third line people, but you get enough things that don't work and it is easy to sink into pessimism, but you have to just set that aside and know that eventually something will work and it's better to just move on from those things that didn't work as fast as possible and not dwell on them too much and just keep going because I really do feel that as third lines, we have a lot of creativity. We have a lot of inspiration We have a lot of energy to keep going. We have that resilience that's always ready to get up and try again. So it's okay to have that moment of feeling like, oh my God, I can't believe I found what doesn't work again. 
But then you just brush yourself off, keep going, and just know that the things that do work and those payoffs are just around the corner and you only need a few. I think about this a lot with relationships or even inventors like Thomas Edison, who, you know, famously said, I have not found, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. In the end, it's not really about how successful you were along the way, like how many things you did that worked. It's more about whether you got to that one thing you were looking for. I mean, I see this thinking with a lot of people when they're trying to find a life partner where it's like, oh, I'm out there. All I'm doing is kissing frogs. I'm only finding these people that don't work or like the dating pool is terrible. There aren't these options, etc. And I get that. I get why we think that way. But you only need one. You only need that perfect match that match that resonates perfectly for you so it's really like that for us third lines with a lot of things who cares if we tried 150 things if we find that thing in the end that really works for us so we have to see it as a journey instead of keeping score because you could look back and say oh my god I had 10 failed dates but if you end up together with the love of your life, who cares? What does any of it matter? That was all just a process to get to the thing that you wanted to experience that did work. So yeah, we don't need great averages with these things. We do not need a great score. We don't need a great percentage. We just need to persevere until we get to what works for us. Another challenge that we can have is that we might feel ashamed of making mistakes. Other people might make us feel bad about it, and we might want to be able to hold back and learn from other people and take advice, but we really just can't. It's a role we play, not just in our own lives, but for humanity as a whole. So there's something that we are testing, we're pushing the boundaries of, we're figuring out, And someone is going to benefit from that knowledge. I can't think of a single third line who doesn't have something to offer in that way, whether it's in their family, at a job, with a creative undertaking. There are things that we're meant to figure out, see if we can mutate, change, develop the way that things are being done, push the boundaries. The thing that I'm absolutely undertaking from the very beginning and what really launched my business, not just an interest in human design, but I think I was interested in it as a tool for can we survive in the world, thrive in the material world doing things that we love? Because that is such a central question for generators and manifesting generators. And for me, it was really important to figure out whether that was true, how to do it. And that's 100% the journey I'm on. I think I can prove that it is true, that we definitely can. And now I'm just drilling down into what are all the different ways to experiment with that. What are all the things about ourselves that are helpful to know? What are all the aspects of human design that we can apply to do that? And now I've moved into thinking about the mind and subconscious reprogramming, how important that is. So each of us has this type of journey if we're a third line and something that we are bringing back for the collective so that they know what works and doesn't work. So yeah, it can feel bad sometimes to have to go and try something. I've done a lot of really dumb things in my life. I mean, are they dumb? I don't know. They're just things I had to do. I've been in some really bad relationships. I've lived in some places that were really wrong for me. 
me. I've taken some jobs that were just really draining and terrible. And sure, people around me love to say, like, told you so. And that just never was helpful for me because it's like there was something compelling me forward. I needed to have that experience. I needed to do that thing. And it absolutely did propel my life forward. Not only that, but it gave me a lot of compassion and relatability to other people. I now would never try to tell someone around me, don't do that. You know how this is going to end because people need to figure things out for themselves. And who am I to say that I know everything that someone else should or shouldn't do? And the world needs people who can hold space for learning and growing like that. People who are allegedly your friend or your family will say like, well, I just don't want you to get hurt. Well, that always rubbed me the wrong way because they're basically saying that They want you to hold yourself back from having an experience just because it makes them uncomfortable and they don't know how to manage their own feelings about that. Because getting hurt is not the worst thing in the world when it comes to like an emotional experience. If you are really feeling compelled to have that experience, it's okay for people to voice concern or something that they're seeing, but ultimately everybody has to have the freedom to go on their own journey. And so as third lines, we really offer that to other people because we come to accept and understand our own process and know that there are certain things you can never know without having tried, without having experienced something. There are certain things you cannot gain just from sitting on the sidelines. And that's a real gift to the world that we bring. So we should never feel ashamed of making mistakes and learning from them. Making the same mistake over and over again, that's a different story. Because of course, as third lines, we really need to learn from our mistakes. We find out that doesn't work, and so we don't repeat that again. So maybe that's an important caveat. Because, of course, it's always frustrating to watch someone making the same mistake over and over again. But just needing to have an experience, there is nothing wrong with that. We do not need to be ashamed. It's just a role that we play. Another challenge for third lines is that we might want to be perfect sometimes. We might want to sit back and observe and strategize. Kind of like I was just talking about with my business. I was like, well, if I look at all these things that have worked and not worked, then I can just not go through the experience of making the mistakes and I can just hit a home run with like everything I do. That's just not how things are going to work for us. And if we hold back like that, we end up frustrated because our energy needs to go somewhere. It needs to move forward. It needs to try something out. It needs to jump in. The third line is motion. It's chaotic. It's mixing. It's creativity, heat, fire, motion. It's all of these things. So if we're trying to sit back there very coolly, we are going to end up frustrated because that energy hasn't had a chance to express itself. So by just accepting that perfection is not what we are seeking, we are seeking experiences and we can trust that a certain amount of them will end up being things that do work and a certain number of them will be end up being things that don't work, we don't really have to worry about the outcomes because as long as we have the experience and we learn from it, then we're always going to have good outcomes in the end. We just have to keep going. So hopefully this reminds you as a third line that you are wired 
to try a lot of different things. You're wired to fail, but you only need a few successes to be a net positive. I only need a few offers in my business to do really well to hit my financial goals for the year. I only need about 20% of my investments to grow in order to have an overall gain in my portfolio, literally and figuratively. In most cases, I would actually say that we tend to have more wins than 20%, but we just have to remember that it can work that way, that you only need a few big wins and you can have a lot of losses and still come out ahead. You could have some smaller wins and some smaller losses. There's a lot of different ways this can work out for you, but you are literally designed to be out in the earth material world. You're on that vibration with money and matter and evolution. You're a huge part of that, and it is just your innate role to play some of that out for the collective. And when in doubt, it's always better to make a decision, put it out there and try instead of holding back and trying to perfect everything. So if you're a generator or MG who hasn't checked out the glow up yet, I have a bunch of really awesome profile content that I have compiled over the last year on the basics of your profile, all the information you need to know. There's also an entire module on the role you play in your work life, which is super interesting. Now we have this whole subconscious reprogramming for the profile lines. I just love profiles so much and it's so helpful to live in alignment with your profile. So thank you for joining me for another episode of New Paradigm Human, and I'll talk to you soon.